How do we maximize success and prosperity? If we're rewarded in this world, does that diminish our reward in the afterlife? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 58 of Tractic Supers and we learn that due to our matriarch Rebecca's ingenuity, you have the ability to access the excess today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. Isaac is getting old. Fearing that his final days are approaching, he calls upon his favored son Esau, desiring to bless him. Rebecca overhears Isaac's instructions to their son and intercepts the call. She quickly commands their other son Jacob to imitate his brother and seize the blessings. We know that Isaac was blind, but how was our wise patriarch unable to distinguish between his righteous and undeserving sons? The Al-Sheikh explains that Isaac knew exactly who his two sons were. He knew that Jacob loved learning Torah and that Esau loved the nightlife and fast camels. And so he reasoned that if Esau enjoyed the pleasures of this world and Jacob enjoyed spirituality, the easiest solution to providing for both of his children was to offer Esau the bounty of this physical world and save the pleasures of heaven for Jacob. Therefore, first he called in Esau to bless him with all the material wealth of this physical world. Later he would call in Jacob to bless him with heavenly wealth. But Rebekah disagreed. Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Mishnah, If one consecrates his wife's earnings, she may continue to work and sustain herself from her earnings. With regard to the excess, Rabbi Meir says, it is consecrated. And Rabbi Yochanan Asandler says, it is not consecrated. Says the Gemara, the excess, Rabbi Meir says, it is consecrated. When does it become sacred? Rav and Shmuel both said the excess is sacred after death. Ravada Barava said the excess is sacred from life. Let's analyze the Gemara. According to Jewish law, a husband is obligated to support his wife financially. In order to promote marital harmony, the rabbis enacted that the wife should nonetheless engage in a certain minimal amount of paid work because idleness is psychologically unhealthy and that her basic and any excess earnings be pooled in the overall family budget. Our Mishnah deals with a case where the husband, presumably not needing her income, consecrates all her earnings, which means that they are dedicated to the Holy Temple. The Chassam Sofer explains that it is as if the husband declares, may your hands be dedicated to the one who created them. When he makes such a pledge, she is not bound by his declaration and she may continue to consume her earnings. Otherwise, she would have no incentive to work. Only after her passing would he inherit those funds, at which point his pledge to consecrate would become effective. But let's say that she was making more than the basic salary. Consecrating the funds wouldn't disincentivize her desire to work because she's chosen to work over and above the basic requirement anyway. And so the Mishnah wants to know, would her excess funds become consecrated? Rabbi Meir says they would be. The Gemara then questions at what point Rabbi Meir would deem the excess funds sacred. Rav and Shmuel both said the excess is sacred after death. Ravada Barava said the excess is sacred from life. Our sages compare the relationship between God and Israel to a marriage. When we stood at Sinai and accepted the Torah, it was like taking a ring as the Almighty betrothed us to him. When we work, we dedicate our efforts to him. But the Mishnah says even though he might consecrate the work of our hands, we may still enjoy this world during our lifetime. Only afterwards do they become consecrated, and in heaven we will enjoy the consecrated fruits of our labor. 
Our sages declare all Israel have a share in the world to come. As it says, your nation is all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The creation of my planting, the work of my hands in which I take pride. That sounds really beautiful, doesn't it? Every single Jewish person is going to heaven. But it begs the question, if everyone is going to end up in the same place, why bother making any religious effort in this world? Let's talk about our reward after we die. According to Rav and Shmuel, that's when the excess becomes sacred. After we pass from this world into heaven, every Jew will experience an excess that is consecrated for all eternity. Excess joy, excess happiness, excess abundance, excess prosperity. In the spiritual realm, there's no shortage of reward. Even regarding those who appear to act contrary to God's will in this world, our sages tell us that they are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate is filled with seeds. How amazing! But here's the thing. Why wait to consecrate the excess until after you die? Why not consecrate the excess even during your lifetime? When you accept the challenge to consecrate your hands to their creator, the excess is sacred from life. Notice that Rav Ada doesn't use the same language as Rav and Shmuel. They say that the excess is sacred after death. The contrasting opinion should be that the excess is sacred during the person's lifetime. Instead, Rav Ada says that the excess is sacred from life. That means that when you choose to live a life consecrated to heaven, your excess occurs from that very life itself. Why does Rebecca insist on Jacob receiving the blessings from Isaac? Because she wasn't satisfied with reserving the heavenly blessings for him. She wanted Jacob, as heir to the family's values, to receive the blessings of both this world and the world to come. Recalling the prophecy she received when her children were still in the womb, she decided that the children of Israel deserved abundant reward for all their righteous efforts. She reasoned like this, if we were to achieve reward only in the next world, people would feel disenchanted with good behavior. Imagine if all the good people who were destined to be rewarded in heaven endured lives of misery in this world. Who would buy into such a system? Very quickly, people would get the message that bad behavior pays and that only the wicked prosper. And so Rebecca resolved to capture the blessings of both the physical and spiritual realms for her son who had dedicated his life to God. Was Rebecca right or was Isaac? Clearly, Isaac's subsequent warm interaction with Jacob as he blessed him and bid him farewell upon his departure to Aram demonstrated his acknowledgement of Rebekah's wise determination. Ultimately, she sealed the deal, guaranteeing excess from life itself for a progeny who dedicated their lives to the service of God. All Israel may have a share in the world to come. Everyone will enjoy excess in Olam Haba. But if you commit your hands to your Creator, you will enjoy excess in this world. Excess nachas, excess simcha, excess bracha, excess shalom, excess self-fulfillment, and excess greatness. The Almighty is ready to open up His storehouse to bless you with excess abundance and prosperity. May you access the excess both in this world and in the next, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. 
to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.